filling your crypt dungeon with undead? Are you looking for additional ideas on ways to throw undead at your party to fulfill your story arc? Then you've come to the right place. Welcome back to the Game Masters Academy. Uh, this is the show where we strive every single week to help you make every one of your sessions great. Thanks for joining me. My name is Greg. This week on Combat Corner, uh, I'm still looking at building out monster teams to then be able to utilize and create a dungeon. Uh, we're going to be looking at undead themed. Uh, but last week we uh, used a white with zombies, and uh, so feel free to go and, and check that out. Uh, this week we're going to do something that is, again, very similar, but a little bit more Orcus themed. Uh, for those of you that are unaware of the lore here, Orcus is the abyssal uh, demon prince of undeath. And so the uh, the the team that we're going to be creating here is much more uh, built along those lines. Before we get started, I did want to let you know that if you like the video or the uh, audio on the podcast here, um, and you have not... Uh, followed, liked, subscribed, anything along those lines, I would greatly appreciate if you did. Obviously, that uh, is going to help out with the algorithms and everything else, uh, and so that's something I appreciate greatly. Uh, if you're looking to participate more than just that, there is a, a Patreon that I've started that I'm going to put the full version of the dungeon that we're kind of working our way through here on, uh, as well as a couple different settings uh, that I have uh, planted seed ideas for. It's basically just the just the bare bones of that you can then take and run in a campaign for yourself. Um, and so feel free to swing on through there. There's uh, free as well as paid tiers. I would be uh, honored to have you come join. Uh, with that out of the way, let's take a look at ghouls. So this is kind of interesting. We're going to look at ghouls and then basically super ghouls. Um, but the, the lore is in the ghoul itself. And so that's what we're going to start with. Uh, the ghoul, uh, if you look at the description, uh, when you scroll down, we're going to be looking at basically basic rules, page 130. We're looking at, to start, abyssal origins. I'm just going to read it here. Uh, ghouls trace their origins to the abyss. Dorsain, 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 hopefully that's right, the first of their kind, was an elf worshipper of Orcus. Turning against his own people, he feasted on humanoid flesh to honor the demon prince of undeath. As a reward for his service, Orcus transformed Dorsain into the first ghoul. Dorsain served Orcus faithfully in the abyss, creating ghouls from the demon lord's other servants until an incursion by Yinaga, Yinogu? Yinagu, the demonic Noel Lord, robbed Dorsain of his abyssal domain. When Orcus would not intervene on his behalf, Dorsain turned to the elf gods for salvation, and they took pity on him and helped him escape certain destruction. Since then, elves have been immune to the ghoul's paralytic, paralytic touch. So, uh, a little bit there about that. Uh, also, they are devourers of flesh. Like maggots or carrion beetles, ghouls uh, thrive in places ranked with decay and death, uh, haunt a place where it can gorge on dead flesh and decomposing organs. 
When it can't feed on the dead, it pursues living creatures and attempts to make corpses of them. Though they gain no nourishment from the corpse they devour, ghouls are driven by an unending hunger that compels them to consume. A ghoul's undead flesh never rots, and this monster can persist in a crypt or tomb for untold ages without feeding. Disgusting. So, um, the next creature, super ghouls, are ghasts, uh, and it's got a little bit here about them. Uh, Orcus sometimes infuses a ghoul with a stronger dose of abyssal energy, making a ghast. Whereas uh, ghouls are little more than savage beasts, a ghast is cunning and conspire a pack of ghouls to follow its command. And that's exactly what we are going to be looking at. So let's take a look a little bit more at the stat block for the creature. Uh, Again, just a little quick uh, reminder here. We are looking at creating a dungeon. um, And I have uh, a couple different little segments. We've done a monster team that was white and zombies. And then we have another one that's just an overarching idea of how to build a dungeon. Um, And so we are currently looking at step two, which is creating monster teams within the dungeon that follow the level of the characters that your party is going to currently be running at. So for this particular one, we're just going to utilize party level four. So you've got four fourth level party, uh, sorry, four fourth level characters within the party that are going to be traversing through this. And so our team is going to be uh, two ghouls and one ghast. Uh, So we'll go through the ghoul real quick here. Uh, Armor class of 12 and hit points of 22. Not very scary. Uh, It has a bite and a claw. The bite does significantly more damage. The claws, uh, it says if the target is a creature other than an elf or undead, it must succeed on a DC 10 constitution saving throw or be paralyzed for one minute. Every single turn in combat is six action is six seconds. So and those all happen simultaneously. So one round in combat is six seconds. So that means that you would be paralyzed for ten rounds. Now the target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turn, ending the effect on itself on a success. So real quick, before we get into much more, we want to look at what the paralyzed condition actually does. Uh, It is actually quite debilitating. Uh, You are incapacitated, which means that you are no longer able to take any actions on your turn. You can't move, and you definitely cannot speak. Creatures automatically fail strength and dexterity saving throws, and attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Any attack that hits the creature is a critical hit if the attack is within five feet of the creature. So you get advantage on the attacks, and if you hit, it's an automatic crit. Again, it's it's pretty debilitating, but um, with the way that this works, you're, you, there's not a lot going on here. That's pretty much all the ghouls specifically gets. Um, Bite does 2d6, claws do 2d4, And so the goal here when we're playing the ghoul is to hit with the claw and paralyze and then once paralyzed bite. Uh, And that's a um, 2d6 plus 2 with advantage as an automatic crit, meaning it does 4d6 plus 2, is definitely not something to shake stick at. Um, And one of the things I think is kind of crazy is that a ghoul is CR1. Well... If you get paralyzed by a ghoul and then on the next turn it survives and bites you, 
CR1 means it's four first level party members. And so a first level party member, it could be a wizard with, you know, six hit points. And if you hit them for 46 plus two, the likelihood that you're going to just outright kill the character with no death saves, no chance to heal or anything along those lines is actually pretty high. Uh, so just that's something to keep in mind. And like we talked about with the last uh, team, the white, of going out of our way to specifically try to kill people, I don't want to say that we would be going out of our way to specifically try to kill on this particular uh, monster. Again, we're looking at a seven intelligence. Uh, it's not, doesn't have cunning. It's not really going to go out of its way. It's just hungry. And so if it's hungry and stuff happens, then it kind of happens. But if somebody, you know, if we drop a character, they're still alive. I'm not going to attack it when it's down. I'd probably go for uh, a different character. Uh, just ideas on how that actually uh, would be run. So we've got uh, one ghoul. There's actually um, uh, condition immunities. It can't be charmed. It doesn't have, uh, it's immune to exhaustion and it's also immune to poisoned, the condition. And then it's immune to poison. Uh, I think almost all undead are immune to poison, which makes sense. They're not alive. So, um, so that is uh, the ghoul. We were going to want two ghouls. And then we want one of the super ghouls. So let's let's take a look real quick at a ghast. So armor class is 13, not much better. Hit points, 36. Uh, has resistance to necrotic damage. That's an extra. But then it has the same other damage immunities. So it's immune to poison. And it's immune to the poisoned condition as well as charmed and exhaustion. Uh, ghasts have uh, a couple abilities. Uh, so these are not actions. Abilities are just things that the creature just gets. And so, uh, for instance, turning defiance is one. Uh, the ghast and any ghouls within 30 feet of it have advantage on saving throws against effects that turn undead. So cleric's turn undead uh, ability, uh, they would have advantage on that. Which they need because uh, I believe turn undead's a charisma save. And uh, I think they have eight and six or something like that. So they have terrible charismas. Uh Stench is the other ghast ability. Any creature that starts its turn within five feet of a ghast must succeed a DC 10 constitution saving throw or be poisoned until the start of its next turn. Um, the start of the ghast's next turn. So when it's talking about its possessively, it's the ghast itself because it's that creature that has the ability. On a successful saving throw, the creature is immune to the ghast's stench for 24 hours. So Poisoned is a pretty debilitating uh, status effect. Uh, when you are poisoned, you have disadvantage on attack rolls, as well as all ability checks. Uh, so that's uh, any of your skill checks, uh, anything like a counter spell type of ability check that you would need to make, uh, initi uh, initiative. Anything along those lines, you have a disadvantage on. Uh, and that can be uh, pretty uh, detrimental to your capabilities to hit something. Now, most of the time when you're dealing with a ghast and ghouls, that 12 and 13 
uh, armor class are not going to make or break, you know, having disadvantage uh, because you have the poison uh, effect. But it is definitely something to consider. It does the exact same thing for its bite and its claws, but it's upped the damage for both. So the claws do 2d6 now instead of 2d4 with the exact same um, thing. It paralyzes on a DC 10 constitution saving throw. There is no, unless you're uh, the exception to elves on the ghasts. So ghasts basically hit um, and with a claw, then they force a constitution save for one full minute, which is 10 rounds. And then you get a chance at the end of every one of your rounds to... Uh, get out of the paralyzed effect. Uh, and then you have the bite, which is the exact same thing as the ghoul's bite, except instead of 2d6, it does 2d8. So it's just basically a stronger ghoul. And uh, uh, ghasts have an intelligence of an 11, and so they are as smart or smarter than your average commoner. And so we want to make sure that because of that, that we are playing them intelligently most likely your ghast is going to be leading your ghouls and uh if it's leading the ghouls uh it the ghast even speaks common uh, i think ghouls uh yeah they speak common as well uh, I, did, I thought that they only understood it but they speak it as well and so it's going to take directions it's going to you know plan things out i'm not going to go with a master strategy here as far as what i'm going to do with the party but um, I am going to use the ghast to verbally command the ghouls to do specific things uh, that are going to help out the ghast. They're undead. They don't really care about each other. So uh, the ghast is going to basically be the one in charge and willing to command the ghouls to do what is necessary for him to stay alive. When we look at the ghast, uh, and we scroll down to its lore, it has none. So, basically the lore for the ghast is everything that we just read when we were looking at the ghoul. And uh, that's how that goes. The way that this particular combat goes, I, I would look at it like the party, uh, when they get to a specific room within the dungeon that's been blocked off to the outside uh, is going to come a across this. Whereas the white might get out and take his zombie horde on uh, a mission through you know, through the surface and through the nearby city and things along those lines. I'm going to have these guys be trapped inside. And so you bust through the rusted door that doesn't open anymore and there's a ghast and two ghouls inside. Or there's a doorway that's been blocked by rubble and once that's moved, the... Uh, the the four creatures within the room animate and come and engage the party. Uh, the ghast uh, would probably go after a non-frontline fighter and utilize the ghouls as basically fodder to get in the way of said frontline fighters. So if you've got a barbarian or a fighter or something along those lines, I'm going to throw the ghouls at them so that way the ghast has the ability to pursue the rogue or the wizard or the cleric or something along those lines. Uh, and really try to take advantage of landing a claw attack first and then after they've landed the claw attack, uh, attempt to bite the paralyzed victim. Especially if there's two ghouls on the fighter 
um, or the barbarian, you land a claw attack uh, on the first one, and uh, the barbarian's paralyzed, and then on the second ghoul's turn, they go for the bite to get the automatic critical. The idea here would be the ghouls are going to follow the ghast as long as the ghast is there, and then just be really, really dumb uh, after the ghast goes down if they if they focus fire on the ghast. Uh, if the ghast is still up, he, he's going to do the, the, you know kind of what I was explaining there uh, and really go for people. Now, I think to make things... What's the right way of putting it? I hate the idea, and this is something I've talked about before, of just, oop, I fell to zero hit points. Here's five hit points. Now you're standing back up. You can fight somebody. And then the next turn, oop, you fell to zero hit points and you fell down again. And this, like, ping pong idea. And one of the things that I uh, am going to start doing uh, and was uh, mentioned to me by uh, one of the guys on the Discord server is just let people know. And this is one of those things you want to talk about at session zero, but... Just let people know, listen, the way that I'm going to make combat feel like there's more at stake when you fall down, you go to zero hit points and you're unconscious, is the enemies are going to target you if you're within range and potentially pursue you because of the fact that you're an easy target. And what that does is it doesn't make the combat any harder. It doesn't increase the difficulty for the actual characters. It doesn't increase the challenge we don't have to come up with a bunch of stuff to add on it just means that now your party potentially needs to make sure that they're paying a little bit better attention to keeping your people up and not allowing them to fall to zero hit points so that's something that i really liked uh, again that uh, was a, a, an idea given to me from a, a fellow member on discord thanks rock um and uh, i think i'm gonna start using that to circumvent the idea of just ping-ponging your uh, your party members uh, and making combat and going unconscious. I mean, if you went unconscious five times in a fight, you, you know what I mean? Like, there should be a, a level of, I just got my butt kicked, and it should feel like that more than just, eh, you know, spell slot, you're fine. And so I think that's what I'm going to start doing. And so... With that in mind, uh, you know, like if the fighter or the barbarian or whatever goes down, I'm going to have the ghouls pursue them. But I wouldn't have the ghast in this particular instance do that because, again, he's going for the squishy stuff at the back line. And so he's going to go for your wizard. He's going to go for the rogue. He's going to uh, do that and put pressure on those casters. So... That's it for Combat Corner for the week. Uh, one ghast, two ghouls. Um, we are looking to, uh, again, with the undead, they're just hungry, man. Are they really evil? They, they just want a snack. Think about the last time you woke up in the middle of the night and you just needed a midnight snack. That doesn't make you evil. It just makes you hungry. They're just hungry. Undead are just misunderstood. Uh, yeah. Anyways, so uh, I think that uh, pretty much rounds it out. I, I hope that every one of you uh, has a great rest of your week. Uh, I hope that you're able to add in some uh, undead. Uh, again, with Dorsane and the lore there and Orcus, you can really kind of lean into that and make it a plot hook if you want. 
Uh, this also works as a great, like, whoops, you kind of stumbled into some undead random encounter type of a deal. Uh, so I think both of those are great. Um, I hope that you have a good rest of your week. And as always, let's let the dice decide. <laughs>